Yes, yes, it is a very special day over here. We are live back in action where trades will be made. Players are given a grade when the tsunami wave slams down in the first round to get these young men paid. Okay, welcome back to the show with the ones you know on the third and three podcast about the blast off with a fast course directly to the NFL draft and show them who's boss. The boss of this show is Tricky Nicky Gist. And there's no doubt about this. The girl simply can't miss, and this princess will always get her wish. What is happening, Nikki? Oh, man, these intros, they just get better and better. Got to do it. Got to do it. Gotta I have to hit up uh, Dee's cousin. Maybe she can make me like a third and three crown or something for the intro. You deserve it. <laughs> no, definitely. Tiara City, no doubt about yeah. it. And, of course, the head coach is here to steer the wheel to make the deals and get his team ready to play on the field. I give you the man, the real deal, Damian Adams. What's happening? What's up, man? Appreciate the good intro, as always. Ready to get into a mock draft Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Yes. Second annual? Second one, right? Yeah. Yeah, the second one we're doing with the whole point system. I mean, I think the first time we did it, we just kind of like – goofed around a little bit, but, you know, we got the whole point system going on right now. Yeah, we're ready to freaking hell this thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we got a few things to get to first, some little tears for fears over here. I'm unhappy about the situation. So I got my friends to lean on over here in neighborhood news, which we're going to get to. We're going to go over NFC South needs. But again, after knowledge with Nikki, the big blamma bama, baby, we're doing it. We're all doing our first round mock drafts, if we got trades, we're going to tell you about them. We got a point system. We'll tell you about that. Try to keep along with the math. We'll try to do the same. All right. But here we go. Anyway, my name, Jason Fearman, a.k.a. The Sports Prophet on 3rd and 3, proudly presented by the Sports Column, brought to you by our very own 3rdandthreepodcast.com. Get over there. Articles, Damien, writing all about the NBA. More yes. stuff to come out. Yup. A lot of NBA. Too bad we don't have time in the show to get into it because we got a game starting like now. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna probably try to keep an eye on. Have a little bit of time. What's that? Got a little bit of time to talk well, basketball. It is our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. I mean, Let's do a little basketball. Up. Help catch me up. All right. Well, I'm gonna help catch you up with that thought that I had last night. Okay. And D, help me out on this one. Devin Booker, he scores 31 points, and obviously you know this firsthand. He scores 31 points in the first half, and then Phoenix loses the game. You know, um, okay. What that tells me is that this dude should have been in the talk for most valuable player. They're number one seed. He's the best player on the team. He doesn't get a lot of talk because he's quiet. This guy should have been in the MVP talk, man. Yeah, some people call it uh, the mountain zone invisibility mm-hmm. like when you get in the, you get in the mountain time zone yeah. but i think it's getting missed uh, but we were still able to recognize the greatness of nikola Jokic in the mountain time zone as well so with phoenix having such a good year being miles ahead of everybody else with wins you would think that they would get the recognition especially devin booker being their star player mm-hmm. and you add on to that chris paul who was the coach on the floor missing 14 games after the all-star break Yes. with his hand issue and they went 10 and four during that time so you would think that that would propel him into that conversation he's going to get on the ballot he's going to be top five but it's hard to, to it's hard to break that top three though when you think about Joel B, Nikola Jokic, Giannis those guys are on different levels what they do on both ends of the floor 
well, especially Embiid and Giannis. Joker, this series is kind of exposing him on defense against the Warriors. But as far as their impact and what they do for the team, and you look at what Jokers did this year without much help around him, that's why it's hard to put Booker in that conversation. But he's had an MVP worthy year for sure. Yeah, Nikki, there's something to be said about being the best player on the best team. Sometimes it spells out MVP, and that's what Devin Booker's been this year. Like, you can juxtapose that to any sport, baseball, football, hockey, whatever it is. When you hear something like that, it's almost like insert player name here. It almost, like, doesn't even matter, you know, and he's putting up great stats. So that's something that you got that you should think about, right? Oh, yeah, I would think so. So, wait, yeah. D, you went to the game last night? Yeah, so we went to the Pelicans and Suns game last night. You guys, you guys know I'm a big Pelicans fan. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to go to the game and witness the upset in game two. Uh, and things are getting dicey now. They announced that Devin Booker will be out for games three and four at least yeah. uh, with his hamstring injury. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens going into New Orleans. Oh, man, I wish I could go. I know the environment is going to be crazy uh, yeah. for games three and four in New Orleans. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if Chris Paul can carry that team. He definitely did it in game one. A lot of people like overlooked that, but the Pelicans came back in game one, made it a game, got down to six points, and then Chris Paul just went crazy in the fourth quarter of that game. So both games have been competitive. And then you saw in game two where he made some adjustments. Devin Booker, even though he went crazy in the first half, 31 points, we're only down five with him doing that. Yeah. Um, so I think that the Pelicans do match up well with the Suns, especially without Devin Booker. So it could get very, very dicey, and the Western Conference could get very, very interesting. This could be a major upset, man, definitely. And was that the picture you had on Facebook yesterday, you and your wife? Was that the pre-cocktail yeah, so, picture? Yeah, oh, we that stopped at a bar. She's so pretty. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, we all say, D, I kicked this coverage, man. We know it. Yeah, I, I definitely He knows it. it. He knows yeah. it. <laughs> she, she'll thank you when we get to New York. She can hear you. So she'll, she'll yeah. thank you for the compliment. <laughs> but yeah, go. nah, she definitely is. And we, yeah, we stopped at a restaurant, had a cocktail beforehand. Cause you want to get the drinks before you go into the stadium, you want to pay a cheaper price. So there's a bunch of restaurants. Yeah. You ever come down here to Phoenix around the Suns Arena, there's so many restaurants, bars, like you can have everything you need before you get into the arena. So you don't have to spend those, you know, outrageous prices for those drinks and, and uh, that food in the arena. Like the movies, right? Shoving all the shit in your <laughs> yeah. wife's purse, yeah. your girlfriend's purse. Here, take my gummy bears and this yeah. water bottles. Yeah. I wish we could do that for the game. I wish. But you I know, know the game, right? they, they searching everything and you can't <laughs> yeah. bring no stuff in. But you got to make sure you get there. Like my game plan always when we go to a game, get to a restaurant that's around the arena beforehand, have your drinks, have your food, mm-hmm. and already be parked. And then by the time it comes where everybody's coming in, you're already there, ready to go. You're already parked. You got to deal with all that. And then you can walk in. And we got there. We walked into the arena probably like 30 minutes early before the game started. So we didn't have to deal with a too bad of a crowd going yeah. in. But it was funny. We did get booed walking into the arena. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, you know, we both wearing our Pelicans gear. <laughs> Random guys <was> like, boo. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> Other fans are like wild. I remember one time my husband and I went to, it was Ravens Giants. It was a December game, but you know, he had his Ravens gear on and my Giants gear on. Like nobody asked this person, but he like walks by. He's like, how did this happen? Like, (laughs) (laughs) no 
fans are nuts, man. That's what it comes down to. But, D, that thing about, like, going out before the game and everything, like, you can't go out too early. Like, you don't want to walk into the game, like, half smashed. You know, like, that no, just you, ruin your night. You just want to get, you know, a cocktail or two in, maybe a little buzz. We don't want to be smashed. Like, I've seen yeah. like, When I was a Lyft driver, I would see people just so smashed on the baseball games. Oof. I'm like, why would you even pay for the baseball tickets? You didn't want to go to the game. You just wanted a reason yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get smashed. Like, it's like the fourth inning. And I'm driving you to the game now, like the game's halfway over. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. Well, I guess he just wants to be there for the end of it. Well, whatever. Yep. Alcohol and sports, man. What a great combination. I guess you guys. <laughs> it really is. But it, Nikki, I'm curious about something because I've been out of the Northeast now for a little while. You know, the Brooklyn Nets obviously had moved from New Jersey some odd years ago. Are there still fans around there? Do they give a damn about what's going on? Not really. No, they don't, I mean, right? There's, yeah, there's some, but no, you know, not really. For the most part, no. Because that, that is an interesting series idea. I guess this is uh, – I don't want to not do or die, but um, huge game for the Nets tonight. They almost have to win it with the way the Celtics have been playing for the last, you know, half of the season. Um, they are the better team, in my opinion. But when you talk about KD and Kyrie, if they just go off, then it, it's almost unstoppable. But – they have a problem defending. It's it's very interesting. I don't know. A lot of people thought the Nets are going to win this one. I picked Boston, but I can see it going either way. What do you think at this point? Yeah, no, I picked Boston in seven, which means I can see it literally going either way. Uh, yep. It's a great series. Game one did not disappoint. Uh, I was in the house going crazy <laughs> watching that game. And sure. like you mentioned, KD and Kyrie can both go nuts. But I feel like in this series, they both have to. Like, you know, yeah. in the first game, KD didn't have the best first half. Like, he played much better in the second half, but came out slow to start. And True. because of that, it seemed like it took them forever to get into the game. They had to make these runs to just tie it, to just get within two, within five. And then finally, they made that run in the fourth quarter. But then Boston, you know, of course, made that great play at the end with Jason Tatum hitting the game winner. Yeah. So their room for error is very, very small. I feel like Boston is the better overall team. And I like their size. I like their size and their versatility. Like with yeah. Horford and Tyson the game at the same time, you saw a big edge in rebounds for Boston, which I think made a big difference. Because sure. usually when you go big, you can't switch. You take away your versatility, right? Because you're like, okay, we got these big guys in. They can't guard these small guys. We right. can't play certain defenses. With their big guy, especially Horford, he can switch out. There was plays where he switched out and guarded Kyrie for a certain extent or guarded KD. And mm-hmm. did a good job and actually stayed in front of them. And that's the big difference, I think, in the series where they can do that. Brooklyn can't because their guys who they would be, who they would depend on to do that don't play anymore. Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, those guys have gone you know, over the hill and Steve Nash doesn't trust them in those situations anymore. Mm-hmm. So who do you go to if, say, tonight KD goes crazy, which I expect he doesn't usually have two bad games in a row. Right. So if you get Kevin Durant going off, but Kyrie has a bad game. Who's that third guy for them? Seth Curry, he can do some things, but he's not expected to be that guy to step up and give you 30 points in the game if needed. So for me, I think Boston's going to win this series. But because you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie, it's going to be a dogfight. Yep, that's it. I mean, you got two guys like that who can score at will, basically. Uh, It's amazing what Kyrie could do for his size. Unbelievable. Really just unbelievable ball handler and scorer. Incredible finisher for somebody who's like six feet, basically. It's incredible. Wow. <laughs> it is yeah, amazing. His, his skill, his skill is absolutely amazing. Uh, some of the shots that he makes, just crazy. Yeah, whether you He's like really him or not, you got to give him his props, man. 
You know, that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Like, if you're not giving him props on basketball, then you're just hating. Like, yeah, that's yeah. how you get yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah, at least respect the game because he's got it. You know, maybe not respect the you know double birds or whatever that he's been flipping to the crowd. That's a whole another story. <laughs> and you know what? I don't even care. But you know, that's if they look if they're yelling at you, right, Nikki? If fans are yelling at you and you're playing ball, like emotions come out, you're gonna want to give it back to them. I'd be the worst. Like, uh, yeah, I would, would literally be yeah. the worst. I think you would be flying like crazy. Yeah, I, no, I would go off like crazy. Like, I think if you know me well enough, you know that I probably couldn't contain it. I would be the worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> uh, the worst over there, but the best in so many other areas. All right. Let's hit up neighborhood news brought to you by Meatworks, which is an online custom butchery with the highest quality cuts produced by American farmers. Members customize their own box or select from our curated boxes. Save 10 to 20% on USDA prime beef when compared to shopping at grocery stores or your local butchery, if you have one. Anyway, Meatworks will always be bringing you the best of the best, baby. Shipping is free. Boxes are filled with your favorite cuts. Go to 33podcast.com, click on the link, save a little bit of money, and get your favorite damn meat, steak, burgers, whatever the hell you want, ribs, all that good stuff brought over to you. Make it happen. Love it. Eat it up. All right. So neighborhood news brought to you by Meatworks. Getting into it. The big deal, guys, going on right now, and it's very, very personal for me. Debo Samuel wants the hell out of San Francisco. I didn't see this coming. I mean, I did last week. You know, there was a little bit of this and that. I'm like, ah, he just wants to get paid. But now he's said, no, I want to trade. He wants out. So he's probably going to get traded. The only good thing about this is that it's happening before the draft. So maybe the 49ers who don't have – Drift until the 61st pick overall, maybe getting to the first round. But with all that being said, and I want you guys' opinion before we even think about where Debo may actually possibly go, because there's already, I hear, a whole bunch of teams, including the Jets, that are in it. I don't want to see him go, obviously. You guys heard me talk about him. I think he's one of the best football players I've ever seen. I mean, there's nothing the guy can't do. He's upset about the way that the 49ers used him last year. I don't know if that's an excuse or not. Whatever. Um, the, the plan was not to use him in the backfield that often. We were just banged up so much. And part of what makes him special, guys, is that he can do so many things and he's so versatile. As a wide receiver alone, yeah, he put up numbers. There's no doubt. And he's fantastic. He really is. But is he upper echelon in that alone? So if he doesn't want to do all those other things, that takes away from how special of a player he really is. All right. He wants a trade. I'm pissed. I'm trying to look at the bright side. You know what fans do now? It's like, try to look at all the bad things. Well, he gets hurt a lot. He's only played one full season and, you know, he's going to want a lot of money. So I'm like, okay, we're going to trade him. Where do we trade him to? Nikki, the Jets have two first round picks. I don't think the Giants are interested, but a lot of teams are interested. And the 49ers, again, don't have to trade him. So let's be clear about that. If we want to play hardball, we'll play hardball until we get a deal that we like. You look at what Tyreek Hill got. You look at Devontae Adams. I'm not saying that Debo was quite there, but that's what he's looking for. And what they got in return, the other team's first-round pick, a couple of second-round picks, yada, yada. Does Debo deserve that? Does he get that? Nikki, D, whoever wants to go first, have you thought in your mind where he may end up and what the Niners can get for him? Can they get a first-round pick and then some? Uh, selfishly, I have thought about it, and the Saints have two first-round picks. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So, of course, my first thought was like, we need a wide receiver. 
you yeah. know, and that's something that we could do is maybe make that move. He is right now on a cheaper deal. Now it would be very expensive to sign him and have Michael Thomas on the roster. So that's where the problem would come in for us. See, and that's the thing. Like, this would have to be a sign and deal type of thing. Otherwise, he's not going to do it, you know? Exactly. So that might put the Saints out of the picture, even though we have created uh, some cast space for ourselves. And I think uh, Jarvis Landry came in for a visit just the other day. So we are looking to get a wide receiver. But if it's not the Saints, and he doesn't have a no-trade clause, right? So if he gets traded, he just gets traded wherever he goes. Right. I don't understand why the Giants wouldn't be interested. Right, like you have those two early picks. Yeah. You have if you have him, and then maybe you get the best out of Kenny Galladay next year. You know, maybe that helps your team become you know somewhat you know representative of what you want there. So for me, I would say that even though I saw the odds, I think the Saints were had like the fourth best odds of getting them. Mm. Um, but the Colts also are up there. Yeah, but I don't know if the Colts have the assets to get them with the enough picks. So it's. And the timing's kind of off. If they would have did this prior to Tyreek Hill getting traded, maybe Miami makes that deal because they want to use Tyreek Hill in a Debo Samuel way. Why not get right. Debo Samuel? Right. Um, so the timing of it is rough. But because the draft is right around the corner, I could see a move being made. But if I'm the 49ers, I'm definitely not giving them giving them up for anything less than maybe one less pick than Miami gave up for Tyreek Hill. Because you think of him as being that dynamic of a guy because he's so versatile in both running and receiving the ball. So yeah, uh, San Francisco should try to get back a first, a second, and probably like two picks next year. Yeah, look, the 49ers right now, they they got the ball in their court, so to speak. You know, they have this asset and he wants to get traded badly, but they don't have to do it. And they can wait until a team says, I'm all in. And whichever team that is, Nikki, we'll see. But I'm looking at it now from the 49ers aspect of, okay, we're probably going to get a first-round draft pick out of it that we're not going to have to pay for at least three years. So we don't have to worry about that problem. Not saying that it's going to be a Debo Samuel, but that's also the thing. I mean, I, but everything goes back to, you know what it goes back to, Nikki? The Jaguars mm-hmm. being idiots and giving Christian Kirk all that damn money. That just set every wide yeah. receiver off. Like Debo's was yeah. mentioning last yeah. week. It set the whole thing off and everybody's scrubbing their social media and this and that and getting yeah. traded. And look, I thought Debo was like all in with the Niners coming out with the boom box, him and Trent Williams at the beginning of the games. But I don't know, money talks, man. So what do you make of the situation? I mean, do you want him? Like if the Giants were to make a trade, would you give up on your first round picks? <laughs> yes. I mean, I would give up quite a bit to get him. Are you kidding me? I'm sure. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. We were like sitting here saying he's, probably one of the best that we've ever seen. And I mean, yeah, no, I, like you said, Giants have two first round picks as well. I mean, yeah, I would definitely, definitely try to get him. It looks like the Jets are going to make a strong push. I don't want that to happen, but, you know, they do need a playmaker. So I mean, really, like, you know, who better than than Debo? I, I hate that for you. I know how that feels, especially such a dynamic player, <sighs> heartbreaking. But, you know, I mean, somebody's waving all that money in your face. Is it enough to go to the Jets? I don't know, but. I don't know. They've been pretty aggressive, but they weren't to give. They weren't willing to give up that Tyree kill right. deal that the Dolphins were. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure that they would do it. 
unless they're willing to trade one of their just a first round draft pick straight up, or I don't know if there's an asset that we can get. And Debo's only going to make $4 million next year, unless he does get a deal done. So I understand where he's coming from. I totally get it. But the 49ers made an offer. He didn't want it. He just doesn't want to be there. And I'm starting to like freak out. Like, does he know something about Trey Lance? Like, does he think he's not going to be a good quarterback or whatever? Or does he just have a problem with the organization? I don't know, but I hate it. D. It sucks. It, Players like this, like you just don't see, like they come around once a decade and to now lose him in his prime, it's a killer. I, I You can't replace him. We'll just get back as much as we can, but it's a killer, man. Yeah, no, it definitely sucks when you have this type of situation. Uh, different position, but it reminds me of back in the day when the Saints lost Ricky Williams. Right, mm. Ricky, he had two subpar years and then his third year really started to show what he was really capable of. And so for him that third year to go from, I think he actually had like exactly a thousand yards. I remember because he broke his ankle on the run where he got a thousand yards. So he had exactly a thousand yards. And I remember cause both Carolina broke his ankle and Jeff Blake's ankle on the same, same game. Wow. So, <laughs> so but yeah, so Ricky Williams, we like, okay, he's going to come back the next year, be this guy. Uh, we're going to be ready to go. We had a, we was going to do a two back system with him and Deuce McAllister. We're going to be like, okay, it's going to be, Nice. And the next thing you know, he's like, I'm not happy here. I'm not going to be good here. Then he goes to Miami and puts up some of the best numbers we've ever seen by a running back. Yeah. And yeah. That's the, part, that's the part that scares you. It's like, if this guy goes and really reaches his full potential somewhere else, we thought we saw something special here, but then he goes and he's happy somewhere else. And then boom, just takes off. That's the scary part about it. And it's like, oh, it just sucks to be a fan in that position. So I definitely feel for you. Yeah, man, it sucks. And look, you know what? Look, if, if he's telling the truth and it's, you know, that he didn't like the way that he was used at the 49ers, but teams are going to want to use him in that way. Now, yeah. just to close it out, I think that it's a little bit overblown. He had eight rushing touchdowns but for, for a couple of reasons. One, because he's so freaking good, but a couple of them came on end around. So it's not just yeah. that he was out of the backfield and we weren't running him like double digit times in a game. It wasn't like that. It really happened more toward the end of the season where we found something that, that can drive us through the playoffs and it brought us to an NFC championship game and this close to going to the Super Bowl again. So it was a formula that worked, not that we were going to stick with it. And you know what? Hey, whatever, you know, I'm not in the front office, so I don't know, but yeah, it, it's crappy. So I just hope that the 49ers do the best that they possibly can and get what they can. And I don't know what that's going to be, but um, a couple other things you mentioned Jarvis Landry. I think that's interesting. I think that'd be, I think he's a great number two. He's solid. Uh, that'd be pretty great for the Saints. And, of course, they got two picks in the draft, and we're going to do our mock draft. We'll see if a wide receiver comes up. But Saquon Barkley news, Nikki, he's um, talking for the first time in three years. And, I mean, it's like we saw his rookie season, how great he is. And I thought he was going to be like the next Adrian Peterson, but he can't stay healthy. But this year he's talking like if he can stay healthy, he wants to prove it, you know, not just to the team, the fans, but to himself that – He's worth that. Now, the Giants, again, they didn't have a good record even when he went off in his rookie year. But if you can have him back there helping, again, Daniel Jones or whatever it is, it only adds to that dynamic. So him staying healthy is huge. But when you think back last year, Nikki, you know better. He was like nursing that injury all year long and he never got off. And, you know, he was that first round fantasy pick still and and never materialized. So you got to wonder if this is just going to stick with him for the rest of his career. I hope not for his sake. I really hope not, whether he's on the Giants or not, because he is a great talent. I like him. I root for him. Obviously, I think a lot of people do. He's a great teammate, you know, so we hear, Um, you know, great in the locker room. 
Uh, and he works really hard. So I hate that he hasn't quite bounced back from his injury. Yep. Nobody wants that more than Giants fans, okay? We want it more than Saquon. I would love for him to just have a phenomenal year. And he might be able to. Looks like the Giants, like I said, John Mara admitted that they have not addressed the offensive line. They need to give Daniel Jones some help. Looks like this is the year they're going to do it. So, hmm. you know, that maybe, you know, as we maybe. preach on this show, you can't do anything without an offensive line. So right. that's right. And Giants got some picks to address that. We'll see if yes. they will. Uh, D, what do you make of Stefan Gilmore going over to the Colts? Uh, trying, they, they look, they're going as all in as they possibly can. And if they are able to get Debo, then I think we may have to really consider them as contenders. Oh, yeah, but it's have they addressed the main issue yet? <laughs> Having like we don't know who's gonna play quarterback <laughs> for, for, for the Colts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Matt Ryan's oh, playing. Yeah. yeah. I forgot they got the old guy from Atlanta. Yeah. Um, man. Well, still, your point is valid. We still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen. Yeah. But nah, it seems like I do like that move to get Stefan Gilmore. I thought Carolina would have done more to try to keep him after giving up some assets to get him last year. So I was mm-hmm. surprised by that. But with Gilmore, I think he definitely does add to that defense. And that defense is already good. And so I like what the Colts are doing. I'm just – I don't know if I'm completely sold on Matt Ryan being the guy at this stage of his career to get you over the hump. But, again, mm-hmm. he is an upgrade over Wentz, so we'll see if that's enough to get him, you know, where they need to be in a AFC. He is five years removed from an MVP and a Super Bowl appearance, which was completely blown. Um, yeah, and now he's, what, 37, 38, Nikki. So, I mean, look, he's definitely capable, but he's going to need more weapons. There's no doubt about it. And a, a healthy defense with a Darius Leonard over there among those other guys. And they lost Rock Gassin, but now they get Stefan Gilmore and they got Yannick Ngakwe up there. They just, they're beefing it up. You know, they're going for it as much as they can. No, I mean, I don't blame them. Uh, you know, they're not that many pieces away. It, you know, yeah. am I sold on Matt Ryan there? No, not really. <laughs> not yet. I mean, it's just. I hear you. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. It, it, just, it feels like, you know, we, we they did this last year, right? Let's bring in Philip Rivers. It's like, let's bring in the old guy 2.0 and try to piece it together. And, you know, that worked for the Rams. But, you know, uh I don't know that's going to work for the Colts. Well, we'll see. Look, they also don't have a wide receiver, really, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, they they need help there. And they don't even have a draft pick to address that unless they can possibly get themselves in the first round. So, no, no, they got some issues um, at wide receiver. There's no doubt. But, yeah, if they can get just, you know, somebody even, I don't know, just another, like I don't know, a 1A, a 2, something like that. Somebody to compliment Pittman they still can go far because they're more predicated on the running game and playing defense. So I don't know, again, Matt Ryan, he's not going to turn the ball over a lot. You know, he's somebody who fits there. I get it. Super Bowl. No, I'm not ready to go there at all yet, but let's wait and see, you know, we got to play the wait and see game and we're going to wait and see what we do with our NFL uh, mock draft over here. But first we got to go over the NFC South needs real quick. And that's Damien's division. So we'll save the Saints for last, but um, let's hit up the bucks real quick. Um, Obviously, Tom Brady coming back, which brought back a few other players. Uh, Nikki, you know, we know this team is definitely going to be one of the contenders in the NFC, which is kind of lackluster right now. I think their first need is probably offensive line and then maybe secondary. I don't know. What would you do? What What are your thoughts? What do you think they need the most? Yeah, I think they need to uh, upgrade their linebacker position. 
Okay. All right. You got Devontae White over there and um, Devontae David. You could use another one. I mean, it, it, it's, it doesn't hurt, but those are two pretty good studs right there. So linebacker for her, I don't know. What do you think, Thing? Uh, offensive line, I think you can go there. Also, wide receiver. Like, sneakily, they lost, you know, a lot of weapons there. So I think that why another wide receiver just to go along with Evans, especially to start the year, would really help them out as far as somebody coming immediately and make an impact. Yeah, we'll see how Godwin is returning from his injury, if he's going to be ready to go. Don't know. Yeah, it's another thing. All right, we talked about the Panthers briefly. Um, as far as their draft needs, they draft number six. We'll get to it. But first, I think they need mental health. That's number one over there. Mm-hmm. they got to figure their freaking shit out. Are you going to go? I mean, they need – they do. I, I'll go. I'll do it for yeah. free. I mean, for real. I, I'll take care of them. In house, yeah. It, easy fix. Right? No problem. Just got to get into their psyche a little bit. <laughs> no, but they need everything. They need wide receivers, pass rushers, quarterback. No, they, they need the whole freaking thing. And number six pick. You know, we're going to go over it, so we're not going to spoil it. But they need all those things, Nikki. No, I know they need so many things. But <laughs> once we get to it, I, maybe I have a feeling we might all go in the same direction. But literally, you can just. Pick one of each. It really doesn't matter. You need them all. Need them all. Need them all. It's, uh, maybe take the best player D. I don't know. Like, what would you do, you Carolina? Yeah, best player available. Probably right. <laughs> yeah, just whoever's available there. You take the talent. Uh, I know QB is something yeah. they need, but you sure. know, we're gonna go over it a little later and see if they take one. You know, early on, but they just yeah, they need a little bit of everything. So best player yeah, available. They, they need it all. They need it all. And so do the Falcons, for that matter. You know, maybe maybe they're in the running for Debo Samuel with the number eight pick. I don't know. I'll take that oh, right there. You know? yeah, that will crush D. We don't want that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't think he's scared of Marcus Mariota. Although I find it ironic that Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston are in the same division now, number one and two picks. So that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. You didn't battle it out over there. But, yeah, they need help, D. Wide receiver, like, you know, no Calvin Ridley now. Defensive line, for sure. Secondary. Atlanta's a team that surprised. You see, that's why I like Matt Ryan. He's, like, almost – he kept them even in playoff contention as bad as they were. It's yeah. – I, I don't know. They, I like Ryan. And it, Atlanta, they seem to have so many needs, man. I, <laughs> where do yeah, they well, go? I don't know. You do have to give Ryan credit for that because it's not a good team that he was on the past no, few years. Man, not at not all. all. So, if – yeah, and if the Colts give him that balance and just that help they didn't have there in Atlanta, I can see him succeeding. So that's definitely yeah. a very good point. Yeah. Uh, but as far as Atlanta, their needs, I definitely will go wide receiver first. Like if there's a mm-hmm. dynamic wide receiver that they see there, they need help. Like Mariota is definitely not a guy who's good enough to uplift lesser talent. So I think I you would go and get wide receivers that can help bring the best out of him in those situations. And maybe one of those uh, speedy wide receivers would really help him out, Nikki. But, uh, yeah, they, they need help in all areas like like the Panthers do. You know, they're a little bit better than the Panthers, I'll, I'll say that. But they went from Matt Ryan now to Marcus Mariota, losing Calvin Ridley, and I haven't seen an upgrade anywhere else. So they got some work to do. Yes, they do. They got a whole I lot of work think to do. They, um, <laughs> I mean, really, you could just go anywhere. But I think wide receiver would be. Yeah, that would help. <laughs> that would help. You need that. I mean, it's a scoring league now. It's a passing league. You got to have good wide receivers out there. And Russell Gage is not a number one, and he's not even on the freaking team anymore. So there you go. Like, name their receivers. It's Kyle Pitts, and he's a tight end. Whatever. Yeah, I can't yeah. name their receivers. There you go. That's the whole point. <laughs> Quarter up Harrison's still there. Who the hell knows what's going on? Atlanta's in deep shit. 
the Saints aren't, though. I Look, the, this is a playoff team in my eyes. Even I'm not a big fan of Jameis Winston, D. We'll save you for last on this one because you know your team better than anything else. But they can use help in a lot of areas, but they don't need it as much as the other teams. Like, definitely offensive line I can see. I can see them using some help in the secondary. Getting another wide receiver would be nice. Um, but their defense, their coaching, their stability that they have in the organization, I feel like they're in a good spot. So, you know, it'll be interesting. They have two picks. And, Nikki, I don't know, what do you think would be the most glaring need right now if you're the, if you're the Saints? Yeah, I think for them maybe, you know, wide receiver. I would go wide receiver for them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. However, that be- I mean – who knows better than our in-house resident? Well, about to find out. correspondent, do you over to you in Phoenix? <laughs> well done. Yeah. I'm yes, practicing. Well done. Maybe I, one day I'll be on air. I can I can see that. I can definitely see you <laughs> doing that for sure. Uh, so for me, offensive line, it would be off tackle to be specific because we lost Teron Armstead would be the first need, and then wide receiver. And then after that, safety. A little bit down the line is like something else that we can use help at with the retirement of Malcolm Jenkins uh, okay. this year. So, I would, yeah, that would be my big three is tackle, wide receiver, safety. So we're on the same page right there, my friend. I agree with you all the way down, all the way down. And we are so close to getting to a mock draft, but we have something <laughs> real special before that. As you guys all know, this is a staple of the show. It goes to nowhere. It's forever. Let's rock and roll. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top of trick, get this up tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. It's tricky to rock around, to rock so around. <laughs> That's right, baby. Tricky, tricky. Yes, yes, yes. You know what that means. It is knowledge with Nikki time. It's always tricky. It just worked out so perfectly from day one. Tricky, Nikki. Yes, it's amazing how these things just happen on third and three podcasts. It happens. It happens. Nikki. Yes. Joe, ready to roll. What do we got? What are we doing? Oh, my God. I am ready to roll. But first, let's just remind everybody that Reebok is having their spring sale. Okay? So you guys head on over to thirdandthreepodcast.com. Scroll down just a little bit past our latest blog posts, and you will see the Reebok deal. Again, it's through April 27th. So you're going to get 40% off your purchase and 50% off any sale items. And you can get great workout tops like this. It's it's good to work out and trust me, I've tried it. It's good stuff. I mean, I know I, you guys listen, guys got different needs, right? When they're working out and so, and so do women. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And we'll leave it there in this G-rated show. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, speaking of G-rated, I guess if you have kids and you don't want them to learn anything about marijuana, don't listen to this part. Come back for the class. It is 420. So we are That's doing cool. some 420 trivia. This is, oh, wow. this is the holiday we all like to celebrate. So Yes, I should have yeah. seen this one coming. I definitely should have seen this coming. You know what it also is, though, which really is annoying? It's what? Hitler's birthday. Oh, is it? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I know that. I, I, think, I think we need 420 more now than ever, so, you know, to, to help us out with that. So, yeah, yeah it's 420 it, it now. You have to get high to get about a guy like that being brought on that day. So it, it totally makes sense. real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only for oh, right. Gosh. 
Okay, this should be interesting. All right. Uh, who's first this week, since I can't remember anything? Uh, I believe I am first this week. All right. Sounds okay. good. All right, D. Here we go. Question, Ooh, oh, hold on. Question one. How long does it take for marijuana to reach peak levels in the brain? Peak levels in the brain? Yes. I'm going to say... 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Wow. Nice Damn, job. Baby. Nice job. Wow. Wow. That is serious right there. Awesome. Wow. Great How about job. that? My mom wow. watched this like, what? How does he know this? Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> You don't yeah. want to get these right, like you know, parents don't watch right now. Real quick, real know, quick. Right? Right. <laughs> doing knowledge with Nikki. Breaking news: Villanova's Jay Wright is going to retire as men's basketball head coach. So I figured we'd just break some news on the show while we could. Oh, oh wow! Interesting. We need a yeah. Breaking news sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, right? I, Ding! I don't know. That's what I got for now. <laughs> yeah, he, Villanova's been like just a stable of yeah. you know success in college yep. basketball. That's really big news. Yeah, That's yeah, it is. And we broke it here on third and three. How y'all like that? Third and here first. So next Deep, year, I will not be picking Villanova to go to Final Four in my, my bracket. I picked him to win. I think you did. Yeah. You were close. You were right. right there. Number two. Um, how many people use marijuana worldwide? Wow. Um. I guarantee I'm not going to just nail this one like I did the last one. You're not real, man. You have like this weird gift. It's, it's crazy. I know. Um, worldwide, I'm going to say two billion. No, Jay. Okay. I mean, there's seven billion people in the world. I would say, really? I thought that was a pretty decent guess. Actually, I'll go with um. 900 million. 130 million. That's Whoa. it. That's it. Wow. People it's are lying. No wonder why people are so freaking pissed off. People did a survey. <laughs> people are lying. Because it's still yeah, not legal yeah, everywhere. Right. That's what I think it is. People can't admit, <laughs> they're scared to admit it because it's not legal everywhere. It's more people than that in the United States using it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Doctors need to prescribe this more for people to calm down, you know, so we don't have yeah. hostility all over the place. And that's the problem. Not enough people are smoking. It's an issue. Is it is not a, legal in Florida? No, yeah, you can get a medical marijuana card down here. No, you can get medical, but is it is it oh legal? no? Can you no. just go go you can't? No. It's, no, there's slow on everything right? over here. They don't even yeah, Arizona. Anymore. Yeah, Arizona is legal. Like literally yeah. dispensaries on every corner now. Yeah. <laughs> How you Come like that? Florida, get with it. I forget it. And They're the behind thing is, Florida, you would think would be the first state to do it. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. They're no. just destroying us. But okay. medical, yeah, you can get that. Hmm. And it's easy. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, about to, I, had a, I had a medical one for back pain. <laughs> I love it. Anxiety, yeah. Right. Insomnia, what, yeah, what else? Can, Stress, so, yeah. like whatever you got. Yeah, yeah, if you're in a state where it's not legal for recreational use, you could definitely still get to it for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Right. Calm everybody's ass down a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right, D. Number three in the movie Half Baked, Dave Chappelle 
plays third Thoroughgood Jenkins, but he is also a rapper. Do you know what his rapper name is? Oh man, I'm about to lose my movie cred. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Half. Oh man, I haven't seen Half Baked in probably 15 oh. years at least. Can I just oh. tell you guys, I have seen this movie. Oh, good. Uh, all right. That's all okay. right. That's surprising, okay. but very good. Okay. I didn't. I didn't expect you to see Half Baked. That's funny. But I have no idea what his rap name was. I'm going to say MC Smoke a lot. I'm going to give it to you. It's Sir That's, Smoke. It's Sir Smoke a lot. It's Sir Smoke. Oh, yeah. Sir Smoke. Yeah. I, I, mean, and I knew that too. Damn. I wanted to talk to Samson. About as close as you could get without. Close enough. Close yeah. enough. All right. Okay, here we go. Last one for you. In which country can you find a cannabis milkshake, which consists of cannabis buds, yogurt, coconut milk, mixed seeds, ginger, and honey? Uh, that sounds like something that would be in Amsterdam. Might be toe in the nose, but that's what I guess. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> sounds like my morning smoothie, just minus a certain thing. I, I don't know why Portugal came to mind, so I'll just go with that. No, India. India. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Apparently, it's very, very popular with tourists. Oh, all right. I would try it. Like, yeah, if I ever went to India, I definitely would try it just to, yeah. just to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> India, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. We got two pretty good. All right, Jay, ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, the United States is the largest grower of cannabis in the world, but Thank which God. country is number two? Mexico? No. Oh, that's a big guess, though. I'm going to say India. No. Morocco. <laughs> Where is, is it? One? Morocco. Oh, Morocco. Morocco. Mm -hmm. Okay, didn't expect that. Me either. Yep. Knowledge with Nikki. <laughs> All right, Jay. The very first online drug deal actually happened in the 70s. But can you tell me what year in the 70s that took place? 1973. Date? Oh, man. He said it so confidently. I thought he, <laughs> I thought he had oh, it. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with 78. 72. I'll give it to you, Jay. You were only off by one. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. I got to get in the game. All right. I'm one behind. Okay. One behind. There you go. Um, you know what? But it was funny. So the backstory on that was there was kids from Stanford University who put an order in to the kids at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, which technically made it the first online drug deal. They do not pay online. They exchange cash in person. So. Still very interesting. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. I think I'll bring that into work. Be those two schools, like two smart, uh, smarty schools like yes, that. Yes, two smarties. <laughs> figuring it out. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And that is why, like, you know, just can the government just understand that people will figure out how to do shit? Like, yeah. They'll find a way, right? They know. They, they just, they got yeah. their reasons. They got Quit. their reasons. Quick side tangent. Do you think the country will one day go like 
Oregon's doing? Is it Oregon? That's like, just like, F it. Everything's legal? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm for it. I know that's super <laughs> radical. I know I sound crazy. I know. I know it could go really wrong, but, you know, who am I to tell you? Listen, you want to, like, I don't know. Well, you know what? Go somewhere safely and do it. Yeah, yeah, we definitely don't want you doing these things. You don't want you smoking or drinking and driving under the influence, but we definitely don't want you. Like, I don't even know what you would call it. Is it heroning under the influence? I don't know what. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hoped up under the influence. Like. Yeah, we don't we don't want you going to those levels and then yeah. <laughs> doing something else that you need to be sober for. That's what nah, like, my, only, my only thing about legalizing everything is like. Man, I just pictures like people like, hey, I'm going to the heroin store. Like, what? Like, what's going? <laughs> well, <laughs> let me going pick it up now. That's what we doing now. Like, that's a little, that's a little crazy. <laughs> now, yeah. there's, yo, drug addiction is a serious fucking issue in this country, yeah. and that would just yeah. make everything that we there would be people dead all over the fucking streets. It would be a horror show. So, no yeah. deadly I'll, drugs. I'll, as long as it's not a deadly sort of drug that you can overdose on, I'm all for it. But other than that, yeah. Yeah, that's why I was like, but Oregon is like, I know it's not, I'm exaggerating, of course, not, there's no heroin no. stores, but <laughs> they have like where people can go, I guess, and do it safely who are already addicted. Yes. And that's what they, they can do. do. Yeah. So safe crack houses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe so. like if you have like appropriate medical personnel and maybe if you do have counseling there, maybe it doesn't have to just literally be go here and get high, but maybe there's a way to help in the meet, you know, at the same time. I don't know, but. Maybe there's a way to do it. Yeah, it's it's just interesting to even know that state's doing. I want to visit, like, revisit this a couple of years from now and see like how that's worked out and if other yeah. states will adopt that and see how that goes. Yeah, watch the overdose rate in Oregon over the next year or two, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it'll be real bad. Yeah, probably. Well, Definitely. Well, sorry for my side tangent, Nikki. <laughs> no, it's Nikki. Now it's Damien too. What the hell? <laughs> Like Nikki's radical. Oh, ooh, we're so surprised. Like, <laughs> um, okay, where are we at? Okay. Number three. Okay. Three? Question three. Okay. Bill Gates and other investors have secured what's called a doomsday seed vault. The vault contains seeds that will preserve a wide variety of plants, including cannabis. How many cannabis seeds are in the doomsday seed vault? I thought you were going to ask me where it was, and I think I know the answer to that, but how many oh, cannabis cool. seeds? I'll give you extra credit if you know where it is. Is it in Anchorage, Alaska? No. Is it, I thought it was in Alaska. Okay. Um, maybe it's Antarctica. But uh, how many seeds? Holy shit. Uh, 500,000? No. See? <laughs> More than uh, I have no idea on this one either. I'm gonna go with fifty thousand. Twenty-one thousand five hundred and seventeen countries have sent seeds so far. And yes, Jay is in Antarctica, so I will give you a point for that. Oh no, no, that wasn't the question. I was I just. I said that you get extra credit. You want a half a point? Yes, I'll take a half. That's fair. Antarctica, I, I, I knew it was one of them, but yeah, I know they have. Yeah, you're right. When you were talking about somewhere cold, I started with an A. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama would have been my next guess. No. <laughs> All right, Jay. Number four. Which two presidents 
actually grew acres of hemp plants on their plantations. Oh, wow. George Washington and James Madison. You got George Washington. I knew that he did. He grew fields of that shit, man. Yep. I knew that. All right. But I'm going to get George Washington, too, based on that drink. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like you had to be high to think of that mixture. This yeah. guy was a total <laughs> addict, man. Our first no, president. Oh, freaking addict. <laughs> All right. So, oh, got George Washington. There was another president who grew it on their plantation. Yep. All right. So, they're talking about a long time ago. Right. Um, I'm going to go with Thomas Jefferson. Yep. Thomas Jefferson. That's what I figured. So, <laughs> he got two and a half to two. <laughs> Two and a half to two, you won. Nice. Yeah. Nice right. job. Good game. Good game. Well played. Yeah, good game, yeah. Although Thank Thomas you. Jefferson, he had a problem. He was smoking his product and selling. Oh, you never get high in your own supply, yeah. man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see? If only if Biggie was around back then to give him the Ten Commandments. Thing, that's <laughs> what's up. But how wild was this country? Like, Voting and getting bar barrels of rum from George Washington. You're just drunk, standing up here, yep. voting for president. You're smoking hemp and like, wow. And what happened? Everything went to now. Everything went to shit. It was all good. Now, right out. Uh, another beautiful round of knowledge with Nikki right there. Excellent. Well played That's all around. Great, great trivia again, Nikki. Yes, I was got Jefferson. I was like, oh, that's it. you killed it on this one. Who yeah, knew? You did a pretty good job. Right? I mean, for, two, for people who don't smoke weed, it's pretty amazing how well we do. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was fun. Let's have some more fun. The competition is freaking on right now. Before that, he's going to tell you what's up as we have our third annual, third and three NFL mock draft in session brought to you by my friend. Take it away. Yes. So our mock draft is brought to you by Beer Drop. And I can tell you from personal experience, you want to get from Beer Drop instead of getting it from the store, especially if you go to a game, you don't want to have to get it there because the water at the Phoenix Suns game was more expensive than the beer is on <laughs> BeerDrop.com. So go to 33podcast.com. That's where you get the exclusive deal that we have, where it's $5 per beer. Mm -hmm. So you click on that link, it'll be $5 per beer. You can order up to, I believe, 10 per month to have delivered to you at $5 per beer. Beers from all across the country. So if you want to try, you know, the IPAs of Georgia or you want to try the wheat ones on the West Coast, you can try any beer that you want to try from all over the country for $5 per beer and have delivered to you at a cheap price. So why go out and get a beer when you can have it brought to you when you're sitting oh. at home in your comfy Reebok workout gear, eating a nice steak? Why not go ahead and have beer delivered to you from Beer Drop? So go to 33podcast.com. Hit all three links, Meatworks, Reebok, and Beer Drop. Right, Beer Drop. Not Beer Drop, like uh, Mikey Patton saying over there. I don't know about Beer Drop, but definitely <laughs> Drop. the captions say it. Yeah, sometimes when you watch this back, really? the captions are wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't catch our, our words sometimes, the automatic captions. <laughs> we'll try to invent liquor drop for you. There we go. Look, patent that real quick. My patent, patent. Patent that right <laughs> up. Patent that bad boy. Oh, man. So this is going to be interesting. Here we go. Fe Ladies and gentlemen, follow along with this as we are in competition with each other as we always are, as you just saw our knowledge with Nikki. But it's all in good fun. But this competition is the NFL first round mock draft. And here's how it works. If you get the pick right, 
and you can play this back as many times as you want and do the freaking math in your head. So I'm going to say it once you get the pick, right? You get eight points. If you get the position correct, but not the player, you get six points. If you pick a player to a specific team, but it's not in the position that they are drafting via trade or something like that, obviously you'll get four points. And finally you will get two points. If you pick the player in the correct position, just with a different team, again, via trade. I'm not saying it again. Everybody can follow along and play it back a million times. We got the rules. We know the rules. But what we're trying to do is be as accurate as possible with whatever knowledge we have of these college players and what the NFL team's needs are. That's why we've been going through NFL team needs for the past seven weeks, and we got one more round to go. But since Nikki will not be here next week, we had to do the mock draft this week. Had to be done. Yes, had to be done. I appreciate that. You guys always are working with my crazy schedule. I will be in Florida next week, but I will be home Thursday just in time for the draft. So probably literally walk in the door just in time. So there we go. There we go. That's it. It's a beautiful thing. We're going to have it. We're going to hear the NFL chimes going on. It's beautiful. We can't wait to hear that beautiful sound as we get our mock draft ready to roll over here. All right. Let's do this bad boy. Ooh, there's the ding-a-ling-a-ling. It'll probably be on delay. So just warning everybody ahead of time. So I'll try not to hit it too much. But the Jaguars have the very first pick this year, as they usually do, like 10 out of the last 12 years, it feels like. Let's see if they screw this one up. By last year, they took Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick. Now, D, they got the number one pick again. What do you think they're going to do? I think they go defense here. I think they go with Aiden Hutchinson with the first pick. Aiden Hutchinson. He's been one of the guys that they've been saying he's stayed atop. Like some guys have drifted here and there and everything, but Aiden Hutchinson has stayed around one or two. I have to go with that also, Nikki. I got Aiden Hutchinson going with as the first pick. Uh, the guy from Michigan, defensive lineman, edge rusher. He seems to be the most stable from what I hear. I mean, there's a couple other guys out there, but I agree with Dean. I agree with you guys. That's who I have as well. Oh, um, they don't really need another edge rusher, but I don't know how you pass this guy up. You know, not That's he's going to be everything they're they're you know making him out to be. So, right, yeah, and it's you especially, know, uh, go ahead. No, no, you first. Oh, uh, I say especially with them re-signing their offensive tackle, I feel like they're going to go defense because they already feel like they feel like they're solidified there on the offensive line, which I don't right. feel like, but <laughs> no, no. I, they got more work to do. And there's, it's a pretty yeah. deep offensive line draft is so they may be able to get, you know, one of the, the first pick in the second round, you know, who knows, but um, yeah, I, I just don't like, you know, you can't always go position of need the exact position all the time. When there's a stud like that, you got to go after it. You got to get it, you know? And that's what I think about the lions with the second pick offensive line makes a lot of sense. Even getting a quarterback makes sense, you know, for them. I totally get it, but I can't hear. I've been hearing so much, and the little tape that I've watched on Kayvon Thibodeau, another edge rusher, this guy's been moving up the charts consistently, and I don't think the Lions are going to be able to pass on him after Aiden Hutchinson. Edge rusher, we know how popular and how important they are, Nikki. So I'm going to go with Kayvon Thibodeau, with, uh, another edge rusher for the Lions. What are you going to do? Um, I – like I said, I do think that they should address the quarterback position. I'm not going there, but I do think that they should do it. Um, but I have them taking Trayvon Walker. Okay. All right. Good pick right there. I like that. I like that. So bo- both of us going on defense, uh, just different players. What about you, D? I'm going with Kayvon Thibodeau as well. All right. All right. All right. There we go. There we go. 
Yeah, and Mike uh, Mike agrees with uh, Aiden Hutchinson going first, it looks like, and Lions, reportedly, they don't like Thibodeau. Okay, well, there's always smoke out there. That's a big thing, and so we'll see. We yeah. shall see. Um, Nikki, you mentioned Trayvon Walker. I'm going with a third defensive lineman in a row with the Houston Texans at number three. I think that's where Trayvon Walker goes if you don't go to the Lions. I think the Texans would love to have him. He can play all around the defensive line from what I've seen and heard, so – I understand why you have him at two, and that's why I have him at three. What about you, D? I'm going to go offensive line and go Evan Neal. Okay. Oh, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't take away Nikki's offensive lineman. Uh Uh-oh. Nikki's willing that not to happen, so you got the Texans taking somebody else, I'm guessing, huh? Yes, I do. I do think they could take Evan Neal, obviously, but on my board, which is like a mess, and in my mind, they're not going to take him. So I have Ahmad Gardner. And I am so sorry if I butcher everybody's name. Uh, I'm from Jersey. We don't really pronounce words that great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Source Gardner, the cornerback, going to the Texans. Okay. Very interesting. All right. Apparently, they're very high on him. So. A, a lot of people are, and in 420, you're you're very high on people, uh, especially. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah. Wow. All right. Well, speaking of Ahmed Source Gardner, the Jets. I've been totally. I've been hearing them linked all together. That's why I got him going number four to the Jets, Damian. Oh, I think we're all going to be kind of different on this one. I'm going with Charles Cross. Okay. All right. Offensive line. Offensive yeah. line. The Jets' offensive line has been getting better on paper, but. We'll see how it comes into production. All right, so D's going offensive line. I got them taking that cornerback, Nikki, that you have the Texans taking. What mm-hmm. do you think the Jets do? This is where I have uh, Thibodeau going. So okay. I think the Jets All right. take them there. Desperately need to upgrade their pass rushing. That would be a great pick for them. That would be great. Yeah. And I think that if he's there, I think that they'll take him. But I think he's gone before then. That's, that would be the reason. All right, uh, Nikki, Giants. Number five, here you go. What are you doing? You kind of gave it away a little bit. I did. Evan Neal. Evan Neal. All right. Mm -hmm. And they've been talking about him as probably, if not the best or second best or 1A, 1B offensive lineman. So I get it. All right. Dee, what do you think? We have a trade. (gasps) Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Really? What do we have here? Carolina, I think, panics and moves up one spot here. And they move up one spot to get Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah. Really? Whoa. Wow. I didn't see that coming. Now, that's interesting. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. So they wow. go after Tyler Linderbaum early. Face the chaos. I love it. <laughs> All right. If that comes to fruition, you are officially the sports prophet, and you will take yes. it. I will send you a... Uh, the crown. the crown, yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I had to think. I was like, wait, is it different for a guy? No, it's not. It's still a crown. <laughs> <laughs> that would be some pick, man. But I also have a trade going on. Oh, I got a trade. The Giants have two first-round picks. I think they're going to try to load up on more picks, and I think that the team that's willing to do it is the Seattle Seahawks because they're worried that the Panthers are going to take the quarterback they want, and that would be Malik Willis. I think that the Seahawks go from nine to five, and they take Malik Willis, and the Giants get obviously the ninth pick, and then some, whatever it may be, second rounder, whatever it is. You know, I don't know, but that's what I got going on, Nikki. I think that the Giants will trade that pick, get more picks, and mm-hmm. Seattle takes their quarterback. 
Because mm-hmm. I, I can't go into this next season believing that Drew Locke is going to be their quarterback. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I you guys did this on purpose, right? You're like, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, yeah, no, oh, pick no. five. Yeah, no. just, you yeah. need more picks anyway. You need more picks. Giants need more picks. But that is not happy with our prediction. So no, far. she's not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Wow. But all right, that was an interesting one at UT. Okay, um, number six, talk about the Panthers. I got Seattle jumping ahead of them because I do think that the Panthers are going to take the quarterback, and it's going to be Kenny Pickett. So Panthers, Ooh. number six, oh. Kenny Pickett. Yep. We talked about how people get quarterback crazy, and it's like, yeah. oh, you know, we got to jump and get – Panthers, Sam Darnold, no, you know, that didn't work out. I think that they need to start fresh, and – They need a lot of things like we talked about. So let's see if they can get the quarterback there and then build the offensive line and stuff. So that's why I'm thinking Panthers will take up uh, Kenny Pickett, excuse me, from Pittsburgh. Ooh. What do you think? So I have the Giants at the sixth spot now, Mm -hmm. and they still do need a offensive lineman. So I'm going to go with uh, Akeem Akeemwanu. Ah, okay. All right. I can't pronounce that name either, but yeah, he's seen people on the top offensive lineman. Yep. All right. No doubt. So now you got Giants at six. Nikki, you still got Panthers at six. What do you do? I do because I don't think the Panthers are going to panic because I really don't see who's going to take the quarterback. Maybe Detroit, if any, but I think they go Malik Willis here. Oh, see, all right, you got him taking a quarterback. So we both got him taking quarterbacks, just different ones. Okay. But Malik Willis is both our first quarterback off the board. So very Mm -hmm. interesting. All right. Then we come back to your Giants again, Nikki. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, again, they, they, according to me, they're going to have more draft picks later on. So um, I'll save mine. Damien, what do you got with the Giants doing at number seven? At number seven, one second. I scrambled my board a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> like we have another trade <laughs> no, no, no trade this time uh so this time i think they go with uh jermaine johnson the second okay all right so big time uh defensive end i think out of florida state right or maybe not yeah. i don't know florida state yeah, all right florida state. all right so the giants getting a pass rusher nikki that sounds like good news but i think that they're going to go after who may be the best player in the entire draft but he's not getting coveted that way or spoken about that way and that's a safety Kyle Hamilton I think the Giants need an enforcer on that defense and I think that he could be the guy for the next 10 to 12 years so Nikki I know that um offensive line is a huge need I think the Giants will address that later after the pick that I made so I think Kyle Hamilton would be a great fit for them but you know this team better what do you think yeah so it looks like they are going to trade Bradbury if that happens they will need a cornerback, so that's why I have them taking Derek Stingley out of LSU. Okay, not bad. Ooh. Not bad. I, kinda, I like him. Yeah, nah, he's a hell of a corner. I think I talked about it last week. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be a really good pro. Yeah, kid out of LSU, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay. Nikki knows her team, so all right. She's got them taking uh, the D back there. And who'd you have them taking with the fifth pick? Evan Neal, right? Evan Neal. I'm yep. like you guys, right, so. just giving my <laughs> players away to Seattle and Carolina. <laughs> else. Mm-hmm. Hey, got to get crazy. Drafts are crazy. D nailed a really good one last year with Chicago. Excuse yes, me. Yes, that's right. Yep. yep, that was a good one. That was a good one. All right, here come. Uh, Do we get everybody's seventh pick? We everybody got their Giants picks in, right? For number yeah. seven. Okay, so here we go with eight um, Falcons. <clears throat> Again, we talked about them needing a lot of stuff. Um, Nikki, what do they do? Mm-hmm. Number eight. 
I have them taking Garrett Wilson, wide receiver. The I agree with Ohio you. State. Yep, the. I agree with you. That's the first receiver I got coming off. Um, I just keep seeing his name attached to them, so I'm going with it. You know, I don't know a hell of a lot about these wide receivers, but I know he's damn good and the better out of him and Olave, I think, is the other one. So I, I agree with her, Damian. I would go with Garrett Wilson for the Falcons. Yeah, make it a trifecta. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. All the same guy. I like that. All right. So it's only the second time that we agreed all the way around. And I don't think that we're going to agree from here on out. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> no, no, because um, I had a trade, like I said, Seattle and the Giants um, with that trade. So now I have a little different position over here. And <clears throat> at number nine, where the Seahawks would be drafting. Now I have the Giants drafting, and they still get your guy, Evan Neal. I still okay. think he falls oh. number nine. All right. yep. Evan Neal going to number nine. Oh. Yeah, I, I think right. he falls. Yep. I, wow. I do just the way I see this draft going. So the Giants slide into number nine because of my trade with Malik Willis going to the Seahawks. So Evan Neal, you still get him, Nikki, in my eyes. Uh, D, what do you think happens at number nine with Seattle? I got him taking Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty. All right. So we both got him. Going to Seattle, just in different spots. That's what makes this whole thing beautiful. That's why we have this point system over here. I freaking love it. It's already working out great. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. What do you got, Nikki? Uh, this is where I have Jermaine Johnson going. All right. That would be a hell of a pick. I got no problem with that at all. Not bad. All right. Here we go. Number 10, the Jets with their second pick overall. I had them taking Ahmed Gardner, um, skill position. I got them going after another skill position. I think Drake London is that pick. They need a wide receiver that's over five foot ten. They got Elijah Moore and they got Braxton Berrios, who were combined like I don't know, maybe five and a half feet. <clears throat> Excuse me, Drake London's a big dude. He's a good possession guy. He's a good fifty-fifty ball in the end zone. I think they need a guy like that for Zach Wilson to mature. So I think Drake London uh, to the Jets, Damian. Same. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I love it. Look at this, baby. All right. <laughs> Nikki, is it a trifecta? Is that possible? It is a trifecta. I have wow. Wow. You see, I think maybe we spent too much time together. This is what <laughs> Who knows? Oh, man. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. But again, great minds do think alike. I can't wait to see how this all shapes out. I wish it was tomorrow, the draft. Oh, my God. And I don't even have the first 49ers. Well, <laughs> we might. We might actually. We might. We'll you see might. What happens. You, you yeah, don't know. You might. Just we might. might. You never know. All right, we got the Commanders on the board, Nikki. Their mm -hmm. rival over there with a new freaking name, which is ridiculous. But okay, what do they do? Yeah, Number I have one. them going wide receiver. I have them taking Jameson Williams. Nice. Get out of my head, Nikki. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going yeah, there right there you're right yeah. there with them. You're right there with me. I love it. I love it. Look at that. Amazing. But we do have a trade. Oh. We do have a trade. And it's did. just so ironic that I also have Jameson Williams going number 11, but the Baltimore Ravens trade up to get him from 14. Really? From yes. 14? You have the Ravens. Okay. Uh, yep. Because I, can, I think I can see that. that's a really yep. good call. I think that's what's going to happen. And, of course, you heard it here first on third and three. I think the Ravens move up. They want this guy. They can afford to wait for him. And I think that they're afraid that somebody else may jump ahead of him um, or even the Texans may want to take him at 13, which, of course, we'll get to. So I think a trade right there. I think Baltimore jumps up and takes Jamison Williams at number 11. So we all got 
Um, we all got uh, Jameson Williams going at number 11, except I got the uh, the Ravens taking him. And it's yeah. kind of ironic because they play like down the street from each other pretty much. So there you go. All right. How about that? Number 12, the Minnesota Vikings, who are trying to steal the division from the wide receiverless Green Bay Packers, Damian. What are they doing? Uh, they're going to go with Kyle Hamilton, safety. Good pick. Good pick. I like I like uh, secondary. I went the same way, but uh, Derek Stingley is not off my board yet, so I think that he'd be beautiful in Minnesota if he's there. Uh, I think they take Derek Stingley Jr., Nikki. But I know that he's off your board already, so what do you got with Minnesota? Yeah, he's already off my board, and he's over at the Giants. Thank you very much. Uh, so I have Minnesota taking uh, Trent McDuffie. Okay. All right. So we're all going secondary. All right. We're all going secondary. I love it. Different players, but secondary. Awesome. Same page. I love this stuff. Beautiful. All right. The Texans make their second pick. Um, I had them taking uh, Trayvon Walker. Nikki, who'd you have the Texans taking? I have Tito? them taking Ahmad Gardner. Ahmad Gardner. Right. All right. So who do you have them taking with the 13th pick? Uh, I have them going with Jordan Davis out of Georgia. All right. All right. D tackle. Okay. Mm-hmm. D, you had the Texans taken who? Um, Evan th- Neal at three. Evan Neal. Okay. So what do they do at 13? At 13, they get Amaya Gardner. <laughs> wow. I love it. That's just, <laughs> just beautiful. I love it. That is fantastic. That's, you guys are going to get points either way if it works out. But um, yeah. because I didn't have them taking an offensive lineman, I had them taking a defensive lineman with the third pick at 13. I think they pick up their offensive lineman, Charles Cross, who is very good, you know, top three offensive lineman in this draft. So I think they'll take Charles Cross at number 13. And uh, with the 14th pick, that would be the Ravens. But like I said, I made a trade personally. So I have now the commanders in the 14th position. We'll go to you guys in a second. I got the commanders taking, which you guys have mentioned already, Trent McDuffie. I think that they definitely need a cornerback back there. Kyle Hamilton was in my head earlier, but with the whole trade and everything, I got them going McDuffie. That would be the commanders at 14, but the Ravens are the team that's actually on the board for both of you guys. So, Nikki, what do you got the Ravens doing? Oh, gosh. Guys, help me on this pronunciation. Oh, boy. I can Iquanu. Yeah, D tried to say it before, so actually he can't do it either. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, yep. I think that's how yeah. it's pronounced. Yeah. Yep, yep. I messed up on that that uh, name also a couple of times, but shame on me. Terrible. All right, Ikiaguanu. All right, and uh, the Ravens, D, what do you say for them? I think they're going to want to address the secondary with all the injuries they had last year. So I think here is where you see Derek Stingley Jr. go. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. All right. There will be a lot of upset in my house if that's what happens and it doesn't go the way I said it would go and he goes to the Giants and ends up going to the Ravens instead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We shall see. You guys both had Jermaine Johnson coming off the board already, right? I think both of you did? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got him going at at, uh, 15 to the Eagles. I think that's a good spot. If he makes it there, I think the Eagles would be lucky to draft him at 15. So that's what I think, Dean. What do you think? I'm going to go with Andrew Booth Jr. Andrew Booth. Okay. All right. Cornerback, right? Yeah. Out of Clemson. All right. That would that would make sense. Yeah. I, I think defense is the way they got to go, Nikki. You on the defensive side with the Eagles here? I am. I have them taking Devontae Wyatt. Nice pick. Nice pick. Big D tackle. Could do a lot of things from what I hear, no doubt. All right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Icky Iguano, it, it, again, I – 
sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name. He's the guy that I had coming off earlier in the beginning, but I, somehow in my draft, and I don't think he's going to go last this long to number 16, going to your Saints. D. I mean, that would be great if he can go that long and, and you guys can get him, in my opinion. Yeah. So at 16, I got the Saints taking an offensive lineman. And it may not be him. It may be somebody else. But um, I think they go offensive line with that first pick. We'll save you for last. That's your team. What do you think, Nikki? Uh, I have them taking Chris Ole, wide receiver, the Ohio State. All right. All right. That's, yep, the other receiver from Ohio State. You got Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but D, this is your team, man. This is your first of two picks. What happens? That's a really astute pick by Nikki. Uh, the Saints have a, a history of drafting Ohio State players. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a really good pick right there. Yep. But I'm going to go with Traylon Burks. Okay. You uh, like him better as a wide receiver. Okay. Yeah. All right. 6'2, 225. I think that's the type of receiver they, they like down there, especially with uh, James at quarterback. They want those big guys. Not bad dimensions right there. No doubt. Yeah. I hear that. Okay. Okay. Moving it along to pick number 17 already. Very nice. We are at the Chargers, Nikki. What do the Los Angeles Chargers do who have stacked up on defense a bit? We know the firepower on offense. People expecting them to not just make the playoffs, make noise in the playoffs. Will they draft a guy at number 17 that will help them do that? Yes, I have them taking Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. Not bad. You can't Mm -hmm. go wrong with offensive line. I totally dig it. Totally dig it. It makes sense. I thought about him for the Saints. But ultimately, I went with Devontae Wyatt, who you had going a couple of picks earlier. We talked about their run defense, guys, all year long. You want a run yeah. stopper, you get this guy defensive yeah. tackle, Devontae Wyatt. That's what I would do, Dick. Yeah, I have them taking Trayvon Walker if he lasts this long. They, okay, yeah. If, whew, if he lasts that long, that would be a hell of a freaking pick, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with that D tackle. They got to get a run stuffer over there, man, you know, without a doubt. I agree. All right, uh, the Eagles' second pick, which is number 18. Damien, let's go to you first. What do you think they do? Uh, this is where I have Chris Olave going. So do I, bro. So do I. That's exactly where I have him going at number 18. Nikki, I know that he's off your board already. So what do the Eagles do at 18? So this is where I have Kyle Hamilton going. Oh, wow. that would be great for them. Oh, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That would be a great pick for them. I don't see him lasting that long, but if he does, yeah, they'd be lucky to have him, no doubt. All right, very good. Um, we are up to pick number 19, right? That would be the Saints again, correct? Saints yes, again. sir. Okay, so let's go to hey, Damien. It's your team, man. It's their second pick. What do they do? So right here is where we take uh, Bernhard Raymond, Raymond from Central Michigan, offensive line. Ah, okay, okay. All right. Offensive line, that's, that's smart. I think they need to do that. I think it's definitely a position that they have to address. That's why I had them taking Iguana Wet. At 16, Nikki, what do they do? What do you think the Saints do at number 19? Yeah, I have them taking Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. They'd be good value. Big okay. Game. All right. Okay. I haven't heard too much about him. I don't know enough about him. Well, we'll see. We shall see. But um, there is uh, another trade I think that we're going to have over here. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. You think that, like, this is Jay's board. It is trade crazy. All <laughs> I only had I, I one. No, I didn't have any trades last year, actually. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw a few in this year because you never know what's going to happen. And it would be a little unorthodox for the Saints and the Packers to make a trade. But anything goes in the NFL draft, especially when you're getting stuff back, which I think the Saints will. 
And I think that the Packers panic enough where they have two picks, but I think they're going to want to jump up even just those three or four spots to get, and I'm not, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Jahan Dotson, another wide receiver. I'm hearing them connected a lot, and I think if the Packers want to get him with a lot of wide receivers coming off the board, I think they need to jump up, and I think the Saints would be happy to take a couple of more picks out of it. They're not going to get the Packers' second first-round pick out of it, but they'll get more from it. So that's what I see happening there. So going with a little trade action at 19. That means the Saints jump back a few picks, and I will get to that shortly, but let's get to number 20, which I think may be the most interesting, unknowable team of what they're going to do. They can go in so many different directions, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not sure what they're going to do, Damian. What What do you think at number 20? They got you know Mitchell Trubisky in there now, and do they draft a quarterback? Do they protect him? Do they get another wide receiver? Do they beef up the second? There's so many questions with that, man. What do you think? Yeah, they can go in a lot of different directions, but I do think this is where they get the QB they should have got a few years ago. So I'll oh. go with Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. Okay. okay, second quarterback for you coming off the board. Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh makes a lot of sense geographically, Nikki. Yes, I also have Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers. All right. I feel All like right. if any team knows about this kid, it's going to be them. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, let's see if his little hands uh, can throw that football on that cult. Well, we know he can because he did it. He did it. Hand size nonsense. I got the Steelers going with um, maybe an unorthodox pick, if you want to call it that. But I hear a lot of good things about this Zion Johnson kid. He's an offensive lineman, but he plays more on the interior. And they do need help there because they want to run the ball. So I think they go offensive lineman, even if it's not Zion Johnson. I think that's the way that they go. But we'll see. That's who I got going there. And that brings us to pick 21, the New England Patriots, Nikki. They're always interesting. What do they do? Uh, This is where I have Andrew Booth Jr. going because he just screams Patriot to me. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. That's uh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Then they needed to uh, losing JC Jackson. It makes perfect sense. Steve, what do you think? I'm going to go with Nicobe Dean. Bing, bang, boop, 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 boop. Right there with you, bro. They're linebacker city. They look at this kid from Georgia, and I think they're salivating. I, they're, they're waiting for him to drop there to number 21. I think he does. I'm with you, man. The Kobe Dean, right there with you, bro. I love it. I love it. All right. That brings us to 22, where it is the Packers pick. But in my trade, I have the Saints going over there, and I got the Saints actually drafting Traylon, Traylon Burks. So, I think they get lucky there with a real nice pick at wide receiver. But that's me having the Saints there with that draft pick. Right now we're at 22 with the Packers, Damian. What do you think they do? I'm going with – I'm going to butcher this last name. I'm going with George Kaleftis out of Purdue. Ed oh, yeah, okay. Okay, that makes sense. I, was, I did a couple of mocks, and I had him there a little bit. I like that pick. All right, so they're going uh, pass rusher. They can definitely use it, Nikki. What do you think happens with the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, I have Green Bay taking Traylon Burks. All right, so we're right there. Excellent. Love it. Love it. Love it. Same pick, different team, but it's a beautiful thing. All right. Um, I do have a little bit more action going on over here at pick number 23. Let's see what we got. Oh, last trade for Jay coming in over here. GMJ coming through. I think the Chiefs. They got two picks. They want to jump up. I don't think they're going to give away their second first-round pick, but they will give the Cardinals 
more draft picks, which is what they need so they can get a couple of more wide receivers later on. So I got the Chiefs jumping up from 29 to number 23 to take Daxton Hill. Safety, nickelback. He could do a lot of things. They lost Tyron Matthew. I know that they got a couple other guys in there, but I think that this is a kid that they like, so I'm going to go safety. That's the Chiefs in my trade, but again, the Cardinals are picking at 23. So, Nikki, what do you think the Cardinals do? So, I have – let me see. Where am I at? Oh, lost my spot. 23. Uh, Boyle Mafey out of Minnesota. Oh, Mafey. Yeah, Boyle Mafey, I think. Yeah. Yeah, him. Yep. (laughs) All right. All right. I dig it. I dig it. Yep. He's first-round worthy from what I hear. All right. I like that. I like that. Uh, Does that be for the Cardinals? Damien, what do you think happens over there in Arizona with you? I need the sound effect. Oh, Oh, let's bring it on, baby. Come on, don't let me down. That's it. All right, what do we got? We have Dallas moving one pick up in a purely cowboy-type move (laughs) (laughs) to get this edge rusher, and they're going to reach and get Arnold Ibikiti from Penn State. Whoa. Okay. This is, you got a couple of nice little interesting reaches over here, but we've seen it happen in the draft before. So I ain't going to rule that out for a second, man. All right. The Cowboys doing a Cowboy thing, getting a name that I guess we can't pronounce and hopefully he's going to work out for them. I guess if you're a Cowboy fan, which none of us are on this panel, that's for damn sure. But all right. So D's got the Cowboys jumping up one spot. Where they would be drafting at 24, we're going to find out what D says now that he's got, I guess, the Cardinals at 24, right? Yeah, the Cardinals at 24, and the Cardinals stay there, and they get Trent McDuffie from Washington. That would be a hell of a pick. That would be a great pick. Get a nice corner right there. I'm with you. Yeah, I got him going earlier in the draft, but that would be a nice pick. Um, All right, so he's got the Cardinals in that little swap right there, Nikki. What do you got for the Cowboys at 24? Uh, you probably picked, you probably picked a punter for them, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this is where I have Zion Johnson going. Okay, all right, then that that's like a cowboy move. I can see that. That's a guy that they would draft. I totally yeah. get that. Um, I think they go defense, though. I think they want to, you know, free up uh, Micah Parsons more and try to beef up the middle. I think they go for Jordan Davis, defensive tackle. So mm. I think, yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to be looking defense more and not have to rely on their offense as much. I think they've been trying to do that for the past couple of years, and I think they're going to keep trying. So I think they go D-tackle Jordan Davis at number 24, which brings us to 25, the Bills. You guys have mentioned his name already, and if he falls there, they will be blissfully happy because they exactly need a cornerback and a really good one at that. So that's where I got Andrew Booth Jr. going to the Buffalo Bills, Nikki, at number 25. What do you got? Um, I have them going Devin Lloyd, linebacker. Nice. Okay, that's a good pick. That's a, that's a really good pick. I like that. What do you got, Ding? I got him taking Roger McCrary from Auburn. All right. Now, another corner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're on the same page right there, cornerback. That's that's a need that they have. And, yeah, we'll see which one they like the most um, if that's the route that they go. All right. Um, I like another cornerback coming up for the Titans at number 26, Kair Elam, uh, another cornerback. Um, he seemed to be the best guy that – the best fit that from what I can tell. Um, so I cornerback was a need that I think that, you know, I mean, every team does have, obviously not that they're in the most pass heavy division, but 
it's nice to have a lockdown guy like that if you can. So I think the Titans go there at cornerback, Damian. Okay. I'm not mad at that pick. I think they go wide receiver, though. So I'm going to go with George Pickens from Georgia. Ah, okay. All right. Nikki and I had him going really early, right? Or did we not? No, we didn't have George Pickens. No, that's Garrett Wilson. I'm sorry. I'm confusing him. My my apologies. My apologies. All right. So you got the Titans going wide receiver. And yeah, damn, with everything going on with A.J. Brown, who knows if he'll be there. So that may make a hell of a lot of sense. What do you think, Nick? Um, I think that you'll have to come back to me on that one because I accidentally <laughs> did a double. That's all right. That's all right. Take your time. It's all good. We're getting close to the end of the draft anyway. But um, yeah, so the Titans, um, I don't love my pick, to be honest. I, I don't know if they'll go corner. I can see them doing wide receiver. I can see them doing a lot of things. I can see them going linebacker as well. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. But you got them taking um, uh, what was Garrett, not Garrett Wilson. What was the name again, D? I haven't taken George Pickens. That George Pickens. That's it. George Pickens is right. Yeah, I think I left them off. So many wide receivers. My God, wide receiver, offensive line is a lot. Nikki, did yeah, you find your pick? I, well, no, we'll skip it. We'll come back to it then. Yeah, come back to that one. All right, we'll come back to that. We'll circle around. We'll circle the wagons like the Buffalo Bills and come right back around. In that <laughs> All right, so we got the Bucks at twenty-seven. Damian, the Buccaneers. What do they do? I think this is going to be one of the surprise picks of the draft. I got them taking. Uh, Matt Carell, quarterback. Really? Oh, okay. I pulled that button last year with uh, Davis Mills, who went to Houston. Maybe they kind of wish they had him back there, not over Tom Brady, but in due time. But okay, okay. So the Bucks finally get their their uh, quarterback of the future, I guess, because yeah. he's going to be Kyle Trask or anything. All right. Um, what do you think the Buccaneers do, uh, Nikki? Uh, so I have them taking Nicobe Dean here. All right. Yeah, Dean and I both got him off the board going to the Patriots. So that would be a hell of a pick. Yeah, they you see we were talking before that you thought they needed linebackers, so there you go. They would have the best maybe linebacker tandem in the past 10 years. If it, I mean that would be something else with David and White. That would be amazing. Um, I got them going offensive line. Um, I struggle between Linderbaum and Penning, but since I still have Trevor Penning on my board, I I think they go offensive line and keep trying to protect Tom Brady and again go all in this year. So I could see the Bucks doing that. All right, let um, me give you my Titans you pick. Titans? All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Oh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's mm-hmm. interesting. I, I, You know what? I can get on board with that because I'm sure they don't think Ryan Tannehill is their guy. And what if Desmond Ritter, you know, he's big athletic. That's What do you think about that, Damien? That's interesting. Yeah, I love the bold pick there. That's and bold. Like- yeah, I like that a lot. And like you said, Tannehill, for me, I've been saying that, you know, with the two years I've been with you guys, I don't believe in him. I don't mm-hmm. believe in him as that guy. So I can see that being the move. And Desmond Ritter is a big high side, you know, a big upside guy, excuse me, where you're like, okay, he has the size, he has this crazy athletic ability. And maybe in college, it just didn't come out enough to where he could be somebody who's considered a top guy. But then once he gets in the pros, You'll see it. So I can see that. This would be a good team for him to go to. It's well coached. They're a running yeah. team, you know, uh, defensive, you know, minded. That would be a really good spot. I very, I like that pick very, very much, Nikki. Good job. I like that. All right. Um, where are we up to? 28 with the Packers, right? Yes. All right. So that would be the Packers' second pick, which they even hold on to in that trade that I have for the Saints. 
Um, this is where I got Devin Lloyd going linebacker. Uh, the Packers would love to have a linebacker like that um, with losses that they had suffered on defense in this offseason. So I think they go there if he's there. Devin Lloyd, 28, to the Packers linebacker. Nikki, what say you? Um, I have them going Nick Pettit Ferrer, maybe? For real? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to pronounce it. Ferrier? Maybe it's Ferrier. Pettit Ferrier? I don't know. Sounds French. Maybe. What position is he? Uh, offensive line out of oh, Ohio okay. State. All right. So offensive line for Green Bay. All right. I'm sh- that, that, that'll get Aaron Rodgers really happy. All right. What do you think, Dean? <laughs> I have him going offensive line as well. I'm going right. King and Green. I think we see Aaron Rodgers' head explode on TV. <laughs> he will. He will. I hope we do. They're yeah, drafting a. They're going to get a wide receiver, in my opinion, with one of those two first picks. I think, like I said, they're taking Jahan Dotson. At, they have to take a wide. I'm, I'm here for the chaos. I'm here for the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Oh my god! You know the made for TV moment is if they yeah. pick a quarterback. If yeah. they pick oh. a quarterback. <laughs> There's got to be a camera on him, man. There's yeah. got to be a camera on him. <laughs> they're, see like, they're like, we know Jordan Love isn't the guy. Oh. We're just going to yep. go ahead and pick us a quarterback for the future now. <laughs> <laughs> I just would love to see that. Yes, I would pay to live stream his reaction. Much as I, I hate it. him, I would love I to love see it. his reaction if they don't get a wide receiver. It would, be, it would be genuine, like him throwing a football at a kid for a <laughs> It would be totally genuine and real. He's you know so it. Petty. Oh, I'm so oh, glad you guys brought that video into my life. Oh, it's <laughs> so much laughter. Oh, my God. It is so, such it, that, that that is a microcosm of Aaron Rodgers. That that video right there, that eight second yeah. video, however long it was, perfect, per, encapsulates him perfectly. It really does. Wow. All right. So we get to 29, where the Chiefs have back to back picks. But I made a trade earlier, so I have the Cardinals in this spot, and. They've been having their wide receiver trouble. I mean, they lost a big-time guy in Christian Kirk, you know, sort of all that money. So they're going to have to replace him. But, no, I think they do go wide receiver with a similar kind of name. Christian Watson, wide receiver, goes to the Cardinals at 29 in my draft because that's where I had the trade. But it is the Chiefs' pick. They do have back-to-back. Starting with 29, Nikki, what do they do? Um, I have them taking George Pickens here. All right, wide receiver. Okay, yep, they can they can use that. They got a whole bunch of number twos, Damian. So I'm I'm down with them trying to get a number one. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I have them going defense though with this first pick. I'm going Daxton Hill, safety from Michigan. You see, I that's I got him going much earlier in that trade. So we're right there again, same team. I love this. Is why we do this the point system. It works out perfectly. We got the same team in different spots. Who's gonna get it, baby? Can't wait to find out. I love it. I love it. Freaking love it. All right. The Chiefs go again, Nikki, at number 30. What do they do this time? Uh, George, how'd you say it? Yeah, I know you said it already. Ka- Pickens? No, uh, Cara Philatis, I guess. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Carlathis. Uh, Carlathis. Yeah, but- I don't know. <laughs> but defensive end out of Purdue. There you go. We'll just call him that. Defensive end out of Purdue. There you go. All right. For the Chiefs. I got them going uh, edge also. I got them taking David. Ojabo and Ojabo, Ojabo, I think it's how it's pronounced, yeah, but yeah, Ojabo. Okay. So I think he's going to do a really good Ojabo for them. So that's why. <laughs> I, like, I knew it. I knew it. I was like, wait. If Jay's going to do some stupid pun on word type of shit, just waiting for whatever crap comes out of his mouth this time. And there it was. There's my little pun for the day. Big Punisher. What do you got D happening here? 
Uh, I have them going wide receiver. This might be a little bit of a reach in some people's minds, but I have them taking Jahan Dotson from Penn State. I don't think it's a reach. I got that dude going early, man. But Well, not early, but going to the Packers. No, I think he's going to be a first-rounder. I don't think that's a reach at all. So that would be fine. I mean, yeah. I don't even have the Chiefs taking a wide receiver, but um, they should. <laughs> I mean, <with> the- <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know what the hell I was thinking when I was doing this. But, uh, you know, defense, Daxton Hill, D, we both got him going over there. But, yeah, it makes sense for them to get another wide receiver. But defense, defense, I don't know. We'll see. Bengals. Okay. Let's go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Nikki's uh, second favorite team in the NFL behind her Giants over here. Yeah. Got to the Super Bowl. They made a lot of moves. Offensive line. They re-signed Jesse Bates even and other guys. And they, they're trying to go back, Nikki. So what's going to help them get back there with the pick at 31? Tyler Lindenbaum will help I like them. That. I like that. Mm. If he's there, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah, sense. for sure. Can't get enough protection for Joe Burrow, man. Yeah. The dude can't be getting sacked his whole life. Yeah. It'll be a waste of a great talent that – has unlimited potential from what we can see right now. This kid yeah. is, he, he's really got it all. He's a confident leader. Just protect this kid and he will make things happen. So I like that pick right there. Uh, D, she went offensive line. What are you doing? I'm going to go cornerback and go with Kair Alam from Florida. Okay. All right. I'm going with cornerback also, but I'm going to take Kyler Gordon instead. Why? Because I can pronounce the name, I guess. That's the only reason. <laughs> I can pronounce this guy's name. <laughs> Sounded good to me. I think they need a cornerback also. So, yep, especially in this NFL like we talk about. Now Deshaun Watson's in the division. They got Lamar Jackson there. And Mitch Trubisky can maybe throw the ball a little bit to whoever. We'll see. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, who may be on the move. Another story for another time. But we get to the final pick of the first round. What's going to happen as the Lions are slotted in there right now in number 32? Then they're going to, the Lions can have a really good draft. They could do a lot of things if they play their cards right. But the Lions are 32 over here. Nikki, you alluded to them needing a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Are they going to take one? No, they're not because they're stupid. Okay. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to play their cards right. But they do need, like, well, you know, I think they do go wide receiver. Something they should think about as well. This is where I have John Dotson going. All right. We all got him going in the first round. I like that. Jahan, Jahan, we're we're not sure. We don't mean no disrespect. We just are not good at that. D is usually good at that stuff. We're not. We're not. All right. (laughs) Lions, Damien, what do they do? 32. We have a trade. Oh! (laughs) So we have Atlanta coming back into the first round. Okay. To get a quarterback, they get Sam Howell out of North Carolina. See, I've been thinking about I've been on the same wavelength over there. I'm like, who's gonna draft back in in the first round and like pull a Lamar Jackson type thing, you know, like uh Ozzie Newsom did. But you know what? I think the Lions are just gonna pull it themselves. I think they take Desmond Ritter at number 32. Ooh. I'm with it. They take a quarterback in my draft, Ritter is there. I think that's what they do. So I like the Lions taking a quarterback right there. And Nikki, who'd you have? John Dotson. Yeah, that, right, right. The wide, wide receiver. receiver. Right. At the wide receiver going there. So all right. Dean and I both got quarterbacks for number 32, but different quarterbacks and different teams as you got Atlanta jumping into number 32 and taking which one was it again? Corral? 
No, they're taking Sam Howell. So oh, Sam Howell. Corell. I'm sorry. Sam yeah, Howell. I have Corell going to Tampa Bay in my surprise pick of the draft. Ah, that's right. That's right. Okay. It's a good thing this is recorded because I haven't written really <laughs> damn thing down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all going to put our picks out there and everything anyway. But yeah, and I got Ritter going. So this was interesting. We had some interesting trades going on. And I mean, yeah, I like, again, I, that's why I like the point system because we just proved right there in this draft alone that we have guys going to the same teams, the same position, but just in different orders, like Malik Willis, for example, and other, it, this is great. I love it. I love this first round where I don't know who's going to get the most points. I don't know what the hell, but it's going to be exciting. And there's going to be a lot of trades. I, I think there's going to be a really good amount of trades. It may not be the ones that I picked, or the ones that you picked, D, but I think we're going to see a lot of action. I, and I didn't feel like last year. I felt so confident in that Chicago pick. I don't feel like confident yeah, in my this year. Like yeah, that's why the trades are kind of like just you know real subtle ones. But yeah, I think it's going to be. At least you guys happen. have them. I don't even mess with that. <laughs> <laughs> like... I usually don't. I but there are all that I've learned. There are always, always trades. Yeah. So you have to just try. That's I'm like I just got to try. And you know what? If I hit on it, then I look like the sports prophet. And if not, be like, well, what? How the fuck am I supposed to know? It's a good excuse. <laughs> what do I know? Not in the freaking front office. So you gotta you live go. up to that name. You're I know. Sports prophet. That's quite a name to live up to. It, it really is. I it just gotta cool. live up to Nikki Neck. That's it. <laughs> Tricky Nikki. I mean, you you live up to it every single week. You do. <laughs> you never let us down. There's no question about it. And Damien's always the real deal. You never always. get no fake bullshit from him. So come on. you know. This is what goes on over here, right? We keep it real on third and three. We keep it real deal. We keep it tricky. We keep it prophesied. We do all sorts of crazy <laughs> shit. We had a lot of prophecies going on from picks one to 32. We'll see who the true sports prophet will be at the end of this draft. So somebody's going to wear that crown. We'll find out. We'll find out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, a lot of fun. Show went by fast, man. But that was great. Yeah. I had a really good time. Really good time. But uh, Nikki. Speaking of good times, what are bringing you the good times lately? Oh, my reality TV, of uh, course. Uh, of course. Come on. Last night, we had Real Housewives of New Jersey. I think the OC reunion is tonight. And yes, I did start the ultimatum on Netflix. I could not help myself. <laughs> my husband and I started it. We watched like the first couple of minutes. It was like, oh, this is like a dramatic mess. And we're here for mm -hmm. it. Uh, so it's like trashy, it's ridiculous, but it's probably one of the best things I ever watched. So if you wow. haven't canceled your Netflix subscription yet, if you weren't one of those, how many people they lose? 200,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. They try do. the ultimatum, get your significant other roped into it. I promise you, even if you think they won't watch it, they will. It's really, it's just really that good. It's full of drama. So thank you D for that recommendation because we were hooked right away. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, we have some things coming up with Right on Sports in a couple weeks, so everybody stay tuned for that. I know I've been teasing it for a while, but it's a lot going on behind the scenes, um, so 3rd and 3 is going to be working a lot more closely with them. And I will not be here next week, but I do know that my wonderful host will hold it down. Of course, I will be in Jay's neck of the woods. Well, kind of. Not really. Sort of, kind of. It's a big state. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we welcome you to Florida, even though I'm not going to get to see you this time around. We do have plans for the future. The three of us are going to get together and we're going to do a live show together. We're gonna, oh, we got all sorts of plans. Third and three is here forever. Ready to go, baby. All right. Mm -hmm. Dean, what about you, partner? What's good? Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, so 
You can follow me on all social media platforms at the real deal WDA. That's the real deal W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. You'll get my real deal bets videos that I do each and every morning. So I was doing it a few days a week, but it's the playoffs. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try to do it every day. There's I love it. Every, <laughs> I say there's games every day. So I'm gonna try to do bets videos every day. Uh, I'm gonna try to drop my podcast, the real deal with Damian Adams, at least twice a week. Uh, I'm going to get Nikki on when we both finished Ultimatum so we could talk about it on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Um, I got to get Jay back on pretty soon as well. We might do like a draft recap or something like that. I'm going to get Jay back on my podcast pretty soon. My pleasure. So, yeah, that's the real deal with Damian Adams. Uh, the last episode, I did my reaction to all the game ones and kind of my projection for the series. And I'll be doing an episode probably tomorrow morning talking about the uh, winning time, the Lakers series that's on HBO. That's becoming very controversial now. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Jerry West got some beef with this thing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's it's funny though because a lot of people are like, I met Jerry West. He is like this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's definitely uh very fun. And uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar said it was boring, but he probably doesn't like the portrayal of him either. He's he comes off as an asshole in the show for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but it's a very entertaining show to me, and that's why I do my recaps. My next episode, I'm gonna recap episode six and episode seven. Uh, from winning time but again just follow me on social media you'll get all my content there i dropped a video today about uh today's anniversary of michael jordan dropping 63 points on the boston celtics back in 1986 uh just to go back so i dropped a video about that and my thoughts on that game and kind of that legacy of that game and what it should mean so please go ahead and follow me on social media so you can get all my content and 33podcast.com we'll be writing more articles uh, for sure, on the basketball playoffs, boxing. I've been promising that, and I promise to come through on that promise. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you'll make good on it, no doubt. Yes, no will. doubt. He's the real deal for a reason. He'll, he'll bring it to you. Yep, definitely check out third and three podcast.com for not just the articles, but the beer drop, the Reebok, the meat works, all that stuff, all the entertainment, all the fun. You guys get in on the first round mock with us if you want. You can plug yours in. We'll even try to get it on the website and everything for you. I have a lot of fun with that. So, yes, get over to 3rd3podcast.com. Follow us at 3rd3 on uh, on Twitter as well and also on Facebook, pretty much everywhere. Just 3rd3, type that shit in Google and start following us, and we'll hit you back and all that good stuff. I am Jason Fearman. I am the sports prophet for this week. We'll see what happens next week after the draft. If I can reclaim that title, I do not know. But I do know that I'm going to start watching The Ultimatum. I'm going to get into that. Yes. I will try to catch up. I'll try to catch up. All right. I'm going to try to catch up and be with my family over here so I can talk about it. So I'm going to give it a shot before Netflix, you know, flies out the window again. So I'm going to get on that. If you watch it, then I got to have both you guys on the show to talk about it. Then I got to check it out. I got to check it it. out. If you're telling me it's going to bring me in, it's going to hook me that quick, then I'm about it. I'm about it. It's crazy. It's a crazy premise. Like, I don't know yeah. that I would do it. Real quick side note, D, like, I'm sorry, but if you're on a break, why are you asking what's, what was going on? Like who you were doing? No, 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 no. Don't ask me what I was doing in those three weeks. Like yeah. my husband and I both looked at each other. Like, would you ask? And we're both like, mm, no, like, no, I, don't right, I wouldn't want to know. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a Ross <laughs> Rachel thing. We were on a kind break. Of, like- yes. Kind of. Watch the first yeah. episode and Nick Lachey, Vanessa Lachey will explain the premise. And then it just, it, it gets wild. It gets really wild from there. Wow. Yeah, and okay. The thing, I already know what's going to bug you, Jay. They're too young for this. Oh, no, oh, 
Okay. Yeah, All right. right. I'm going to go into it with an open mind. <laughs> I want you with an open mind. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to they try. They are too young for this, but you. I think they lie about their age. I, yeah. I, got, a, I got in mind who you think who you're probably talking about. So yeah. we'll let Jay watch it and see if he agrees with who you might figure it out. I saw a few movies lately. I saw Spider-Man, uh, the, new, the new Spider-Man, which is pretty awesome. I don't want to give anything away, but they go crazy with that thing. That was cool. And I started watching The Batman and the first like twenty minutes, like I, I'm going to watch the movie, but I I, I hope it gets better. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really it's a little slow, but it's really slow in the beginning, man. Like really yeah. slow. Like, yeah, but it's, it's like worth, it's working through. It's working right. through the first thirty minutes. All right, then I'll then I'm gonna finish it probably tonight if I can make it up past my bedtime because I I need my beauty sleep over here. You know, we'll see. Get the bags under the eyes in the morning. Don't need that. Got to wake up when it's dark out, man. It's bullshit. I hate that crap, but whatever. That's the way it is. We're working people. We're working for you. We're working for everybody. We're working for ourselves. We're working it. But next week, Nikki, you will not be here. You will be sorely missed, but we'll recap back in May and see who won this bad boy. So for now, let's bust out the wave. Let's say peace to our friends and family and loved ones, and we'll see you guys next time. We're out of here. Have a good one.